so much for tuning in. We have a special guest with us today by phone. We have John Penley. He is a longtime activist and as a photojournalist as well. He's just had some of his photos published in a new book that came out. How are you doing, John? Thanks for speaking with us today. I'm fine. I'm getting kind of old, but I'm, I'm still hanging in there. I still like get my teeth knocked out, pepper sprayed, and tear gas. Like just happened to me up in Charlottesville taking pictures of uh, the Nazi rally, Unite the Right rally. Well, you've never been one to shirk up from your uh, duty and uh, your privilege to stand up for your for your rights and to stand with those who are under the uh, under the gun, so to speak, or facing injustice. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about your connection with the Charlottesville, the, the rally, and what led to the death of uh, a woman who was who was hit by a car by one of the white nationalists or white supremacists along, along that vein? Yeah, her name was, was Heather Heyer. Heather Heyer. Yeah, I mean, I had just left that area about, you know, five minutes when that car hit the people. I was right there. We're, our car was parked in a parking garage next to where... I was really kind of happy that I wasn't there to see that, honestly. Um, I do have some breaking news concerning my photos, um, which have already been published by Al Jazeera. Uh, other photos have just come out in a new book by the um, World War III Artist Collective. Um, and I just got copies, two copies of the book in the mail today. And... Um, the title of the book is Fight Fascism, if people want to buy it, it's $12, and you can get it from AK Press, and they have like, you know, uh, about six pages of my photos from Charlottesville in the book. Okay, that's great. Now, did you get there, did you arrive the day before the rally, or on the Saturday? Yeah, I went there, um, actually I went there twice, I went there when the Klan had their rally, which was on a different day, and then I went back again, um, when the Nazis had their rally, and I got there on Friday night, and I um, photographed um, the Tiki uh, Torch Nazi march, um, where they assaulted people on the uh, UVA campus um, on Friday night, and I kind of got an idea about how this was going to go from what happened at that, um, and it just got ended up getting worse. I mean, it was a uh, From your vantage point, both as a, a journalist, a photojournalist, and of course for several decades an activist and organizer, we remember some of the Klan or Nazi rallies from the 1970s and 80s, and they barely could get 30 or 40 people, and now we see something along the vein, I mean some reports said 500, some people said 2,000. I know not all the members were strictly speaking part of a group, but they were attracted to that message and they were willing to stand up and be photographed and carry the torches. Um, is that of concern? Do you think there's a, a, a green light or a cultural permissibility that exists now that didn't exist before? Well, I think that um, Trump has made it popular for uh, neo-Nazis and the Ku Klux Klan uh, to come out of the closet, so to speak, and um, try to, um, you know, get publicity and recruit, recruit new followers. And uh, there were a number of different groups. There was a uh, Klan group the uh, United the Rally, there was uh, uh, various neo-Nazi groups, so it was a uh, conglomeration of different um, 
guy um, ended up uh, just losing it and running into the protesters was that um, the, uh, the, the Nazis got their butts kicked. I mean, they kept coming out of the park trying to start fights, and they got, keep, kept getting driven back into the park. seen um, a lot of universal frustration and of course then you've seen the Trump phenomenon and also the media struggling to keep up with the cycle so well you know I organized anti-Trump protest at the Republican National Convention in Cleveland that's uh, correct yeah not a lot of people showed up for that because they didn't really think Trump was going to get elected but um, I think that um, I had an inkling there that um, you know um, he might actually have a shot at getting elected. Um, I heard his um, acceptance speech. Um, it was on. I couldn't, you know, didn't want to get into the actual thing. I was out on the street with protesters, but um, they had a big jumbotron um, out on the street. He gave a classic law and order speech, like something that I had heard before from Reagan and Nixon and the rest of the Republicans. And at that point, I started taking him pretty seriously, you know. Uh, I also helped um, organize protests against him. It was more anti-war, anti-nuclear protests during the inauguration in D.C. Um, you know, when it was uh, a riot, um, well, we had a four-day concert in uh, Franklin Park that was specifically anti-war, anti-nuclear. Uh, your weapons um, protest and um, that riot ended up right on a doorstep. In fact, they burned the limo right next to where we were having our rally, and um, we ended up um, being a like an emergency uh, medical zone for protesters who've been pepper sprayed, tear gassed, and hit with concuss concussion grenades during the inauguration. Uh, so you were right at the front lines. Where the uh, some of the most uh, yeah, the, most intense protests took place. Yeah, I mean, we were actually like we had a permit. We were doing everything legal over there, and we had this hardcore band uh, from DC, which is really good, called Bust Off, was playing. And the next thing you know, a riot shows up right where we're having our our um, permitted concert event, which like actually went on for four days up there. I mean, pretty much people ignored us because nobody really cared that much about anti-war, anti-nuclear protests anymore. And they still don't that much, even though we're right on the possible uh, verge of a nuclear war with North Korea. Uh, we had speakers that everybody from Jill Stein to um, uh, uh, just, you know, like every um, pretty much well-known uh, anti-war activist in the country at one point or the other spoke on our stage, but, but there wasn't a huge crowd for any of it. Do you think the advent of Trump and some of the success he's had in the Electoral College and rallying support in some of the uh, traditionally democratic states is a testament to something that's sweeping the country, or do you think that he's just an opportunist and this is a one-and-out shot? 
No, I think that that was an um, undercurrent of um, a disgruntled white racist males <laughs> in this country that have been bubbling up over the um, time Obama's been president, and he just tapped into that. I think it was already there uh, that they just weren't politically active and they weren't, um, you know, voting and stuff. And I think that he inspired them to come out and. And um, like the same thing with the Klan and the Nazis, I think he inspired, um, you know, uh, pretty far right conservative um, white men, and actually there were women too, but mostly white men went out and voted for. They probably hadn't voted for a long time uh, because he felt they felt like um, um, he was making it okay for them to say, you know, hey. Um, uh, white supremacy is, is okay, it's not a bad thing. Thank <laughs> you.